This is Verve, the style podcast, your only source for everything fashion on the internet. We're your hosts. I'm Katie Gassman. And I'm Anna Grace Averett. With a combined 10 years of experience in e-commerce fashion, from buying and styling to visual merchandising and content creation, Katie and I know firsthand how the internet is reshaping the fashion industry. We sit down with your favorite creators and the next wave of innovators to discuss how they're pushing fashion forward and break down five of their favorite fits. On our solo episodes, we get into the latest fashion news, runway shows, internet trends, pop culture. It's basically like going to happy hour with your fashion besties. Make sure to subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you never miss an episode and follow along on TikTok and Instagram to see what we're wearing. I'm at Katie Gassman, two S's, two N's. And I'm at Anna Grace Averett. That's A-V as in Valentino, E-R-E-T-T. So sit back with your mandatory three beverages and enjoy the show. Welcome to a mini episode of Verve. I think that we have not done one of these literally since like the first three months of us making this podcast. (laughs) Yes, but we had a topic that deserves a conversation. Yes. And it's about de-influencing. The anti-influencer. The anti-influencer. I think this topic is quite relevant to us and to everyone who's listening, you, our audience, we don't often address you, but hi, hey, we all consume and interact with influencers and love an influencer moment, right? Like we eat it up, ourselves included. We eat this shit up. We love an influencer moment. Alex Earl, yes, she's our queen. But with this constant barrage of information from all of our influencers, we have a new trend on the horizon of de-influencing. And that is people sharing things that you don't need to buy that will do just as good if you have this other thing that's already in your house. Um, Repairing the things that you already have, like this paired back consumption model, is flying in the face of everything that social media is constantly pushing at us and that brands who interact with influencers um, want from you, the consumer. And so we thought it would be a fantastic, scrumptious topic to talk about. Yeah, I feel like the reason that this is resurfacing again, I mean, there's one incident that we'll get into in a second, but I feel like the other thing is that like, there's a whole new app, right? TikTok is the whole new social media platform. Um, And I think this wave happens on every new platform. You get swept up, you get your favorite people, you're following your Alex Earl, you're following Michaela or Old Loser in Brooklyn, like whoever your favorite like TikTok girl is. And, you know, you take these, you think they're your friends. It's a parasocial relationship and you like, you know, build a relationship with this person and what they're saying. And I think sometimes people forget that influencers are getting paid at the end of the day and not all of Mm -hmm. them are as transparent um, as others. And I think that that has happened with YouTube. It took, you know, people hop on board until all of a sudden they're like, wait a minute, I don't need to be buying everything that this person is saying same thing I was mm. Instagram and in fact now it's happening with TikTok is that people are kind of coming to the sudden realization or maybe it's like a new generation of people on social media who just haven't gone through this before and mm. being like oh shit this person's selling me something and right. not everyone's going to be truthful with you whether they like it or not or maybe they've used it once and they said they use it every week and that's how they made their skin so good or like I feel like the athletic greens bloom green powder nutrition has been a whole thing so it Mm -hmm. it goes into every area it goes into fashion it goes into beauty health and wellness like it's just kind of like I think people forget to like that not everyone is your friend on here 
if that makes sense. Right. It's almost like stranger danger for the internet, like influencer safety and understanding. And how much of that is the responsibility of us, the consumer, and how much of it is the responsibility of them, the influencer? There are different levels of um, how much people care about that, you know? Like some people make it part of their whole platform. Um, I think that early on, Victoria Paris kind of made that her whole thing. Like I'm being genuine with you. I'm showing you that I'm getting um, plastics, not plastic surgery, but like fillers and eyelash extensions and hair extensions. And here's what it's like to be an influencer. And she grew really fast. Um, obviously being an influencer is a full-time job and that's what she set out to do. And a lot of these people make their living from being an influencer and they need to get paid. Like, I mean, I'm not defending the endless cycle of consumption and all of that, but it really is apparent. And again, like Victoria Paris is one of those influencers, I think, who showed us piles and piles and piles of PR boxes in her tiny shoebox New York City apartment. And I actually have a whole rant about Victoria Paris. And I wanted to like, I really did want to squeeze it in here. But really, I just wanted to go off on her. Not like on her. No, I wanted to go off (laughs) about her. Unleash. No, I just, I really wanted to like have a conversation about the influencer. And I think at the end of the day, like that's what this entire conversation is, is like, what is the role of the influencer in media, in um, brands lives, in the consumer's life. And Victoria Paris like set out from the jump to be like, I'm getting a million followers this year. Like that's what I'm doing. She was super honest about it, super transparent about it and made it like her whole thing. And she did it right. Like she went and made whatever six videos a day like just pumped content like endlessly 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 and we were all kind of like how is she doing this and on tiktok that was maybe like what a year and a half ago she's been around a minute ish Mm -hmm. um and now what is she doing like She's out in Topanga, California, which I did look up is like right next to Beverly Hills. It, no, this, like, it, so it's like if you're in Malibu, you just go up into the mountains right. and that's yes. where Topanga is. Um, yep. it's, it's right by um, Calabasas too. Like yeah, it's yeah. up in that very wealthy area like to die for. Like it's not like she bought a cheap ass house like in the middle of the woods, but she did still like kind of go buy a house in the middle of the woods. And she was like living in New York City. She did the whole thing. And now did people could say a bunch of different things. Like did she burn herself out? Like whatever. But two, there's a lot that comes with influencing that people don't really anticipate. Like there's like a level of I mean, there's just eyes on you, right? Like, uh, well, she said that was one of the reasons why she left New York is that people wouldn't leave her alone. Yeah, and there's when you have a million and a half followers, and especially in a place like New York City where everyone's on top of each other, you don't really know what that's going to feel like until you're in it, and then how do you continue to maintain that same level of influence and notoriety, and like, how is she making relatability? Yeah, your relatability, 100%, especially since that was her own brand. And another influencer who is one of those people that people feel very related to. They feel like they know her. They feel like they're her. she's her friend. Like she has this really deep parapersonal relation, parasocial, parasocial? Yeah. I keep wanting to say paranormal. (laughs) (laughs) Parasocial relationship with millions and millions of followers is Michaela. I am not going to attempt to butcher her last name. Do you know how to say it? No, Michaela, thick Boston accent, dark hair. You all know who we're talking about. 
Exactly. Like yeah. if, if you are anywhere on makeup TikTok, she is your girl. She has something like 8 million followers or maybe as close to 8 million. Oh, I love her. I've been a fan of her for a long time. Yeah. She's a yeah, she's a great influencer. Um, but she kind of got herself caught up and it's sparking or is do you what it's almost like a chicken or the egg. Did de-influencing come first or did this scandal come first? Was it perfectly timed? I think it's Who's perfectly timed. I think the de-influencing has been happening. I think people cause I started seeing people were posting about um this this one girl's video she's like yo i'm gonna tell you what sucks that all these influencers are like pawning off of you she like the charlotte tilbury wands awful don't buy them and she just like Mm. went through a list of like five things she's like that i box of influencers and they're lying to you she's like there's a reason you see the same product over and over on your feed and she's like i'm gonna tell you what these influencers aren't like these you know the, the blending doesn't it's not very well like and they're impossible to get and like all of these things and like just reasons why it's not worth it i also there's like so i think there's a movement of people exposing that like this product that everyone says is all cracked up is like it's not cracked up and then i think there's another movement which um i said her name earlier old loser in brooklyn who i want to say that she's not someone who's like pawning um products off on people no. i didn't mean it to sound that way earlier i just meant like that's someone that you could admire on social media but mandy has been really um I feel like she's been a big leader in this, especially in the fashion space. And she's been t- teaching people the importance of taking care of the things you own. Um, yeah. You know, taking shoes to your cobbler, like making alterations, even if it's not just to make something fit, but just to make it fit better in your wardrobe. Maybe a dress would be better as um, a shirt and a skirt for you than it would be as an entire dress. Like a, she like chopped up a Chapena, Chapova Loena dress or she took it to a tailor to do that. So I feel like it's like multifaceted of this like less consumption for sustainability wise also as we've said recession people can't afford as much exposing products that maybe aren't as great as virality claims to be and then like truly like taking care of the things you own which I have also been really interested in but I feel like the Michaela thing was like came to a head of that like it's kind of like Mm -hmm. when a fashion trend like you start spotting it out of the corner of your eye for a few months you see it here you see it there and then let's say Bella Hadid wears it and then all of a sudden it blows. I feel like that's what happened. This is just like that cherry on top. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so Michaela was doing an ad yeah. for... Let's give a breakdown just in case people haven't seen. L'Oreal, right? Telescopic? Is that the mascara? Yes, teles- L'Oreal Telescopic Mascara. The video has like 25 million views now. Yeah, and like Telescopic, this is the mascara they've had. So this is, I think, like um, a new version. Apparently it's like $15, yeah, which is... of some kind a lot for drugstore mascara Um, but Michaela's like applying it on one side of her eye one coat two coat three coats oh my god look at the difference and she doesn't have it on her other eyes she has pretty bare looking lashes to begin with and people are like you applied false lashes we can see the strip line like you didn't just use this mascara but you're selling you're trying to tell us that three or four coats in this mascara created these false eyelashes and people called her out on her bullshit and specifically someone very big in the makeup world called her out on her bullshit which i was living for and that was jeffree star jeffree star arose from his grave from his yak farm and said i heard what happened i know y'all need the truth when it comes to makeup reviews he's like i've never taken a penny for any of these companies to say anything about their makeup and i'm gonna give you the honest truth which like Honestly, bravo to him for, like, capitalizing on this moment to, like, make his return in that. But he's right. Like, I don't want to hear bullshit. And, like, even the part of, like, 
when I started trying to, you know, post online or whatever, and I try to go the traditional like Instagram influencer route and like tag this, like buy this, and it just felt icky. Like I don't know how people do it, you know? Yeah, and I think one of the really interesting cross points between having someone like Michaela and having someone like Jeffrey Star come into this like online battle on TikTok is that Jeffrey Star is an old world influencer. Like he oh. is from. <laughs> Like he's from YouTube days, like yeah. you know, like he yeah. is. He's been around. He's been around, like, and to have Jeffrey has this mentality that is a little bit different, and like he he's got his own scandals, like whatever. That's totally separate. But Michaela has been basically feeling like she lives in people's bedrooms. Like people watch her on their phone. They watch her at all hours of every day. Versus like a YouTube personality. I mean, I just remember like. L- eating up vlogs like my YouTube loves I was like all about them but you're not watching them on your phone on the bus on the like you could I guess but it just felt a little bit different than like a TikTok influencer who is genuinely right in your face like your new best friend like you feel so much closer to them um and so I think that that was like another really interesting like tension point yeah I guess you feel and like you're saying like YouTube I mean you used to have to watch it like on a laptop on a computer it didn't feel Mm -hmm. as like accessible and in your pocket like a tiktok influencer does but i just like i don't i don't know i don't i get that you have to do an ad cool you know that's your job and there's still like there's ads at work there's a reason why people do it um but just like be honest with it and like Mm. that's where and i feel like we try to do that on this show there's a lot of brands that we love but we're going to be honest about how we feel like something because when you stop being honest like that's when the lies are going to catch up with you eventually right like, you're going to get caught in your own words about like if you're trying to please everyone that's what I think is annoying about the fashion industry too about all these mm-hmm. media brands that have existed for 30 years um, they won't say something bad about a brand because they have personal relationships with them and I just don't think that's like the way the world should operate anymore and I think we can be critical of each other and doesn't mean that I hate that person or that brand or that influencer. I don't hate Michaela because she got caught up in this. It's right. just like, it's what it is. Like, you kind of dug your own grave and people can fucking zoom in on your eyelash. Like, Right, exactly. I think this honesty movement is also a really, is is pushing us more toward this community-based online conversation. Like, you're building a community as an influencer and less like gathering fans or something that people used to think about. And like now Mm -hmm. you can have a really valuable small community of 20,000, 50,000, 100,000 followers and make that your whole business and still be successful at it. I think that's super cool. I just thought of something else. Oh my God, what? People that I, I really trust what they say. Lauren Bostick from the Skinny Confidential. And then we oh my god! T- oh my god! Oh my god! The time that we—this <gasps> is the perfect time to tell this story. <sighs> okay, so Katie and I had a really long day. We were doing some like give back act- activity with our team outdoors, at, like a nature conservatory. And then we had our friend Rosie's birthday party that night. And oh, this is funny too because I was like newly sober at the time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which um so. I'm like, oh, I heard about these like wellness shots that like Lauren talked about on the Skinny Confidential called Feel Free. And I saw that there's a store that sells them around here. And I literally thought this was going to be like a health food store. And it's um like a vaping. It's like a head shop. Head yeah. shop. Like just shit everywhere. And we find them and we buy them. And 
and Katie and I live in La La Land a little bit. And I just didn't like look at it. And then I just took yeah. half of it. And then I showed Andrew after I took it. He's like, did you just drink that? And I was like, yeah. He's like, that has Kratom in it. Do you know what that is? And I was like, oh, it's supposed to make you feel good, right? I felt like I did crack cocaine that night. Like, Well, so it's it, we were buying it because we had a whole weekend of interviews. And we were like, yeah, we want to make sure that we're like at our peak performance. We had we four interviews have- scheduled. We had four interviews scheduled in a single weekend. They were back to back to back, bam, bam, bam. And we were like, okay, we need to optimize our brain performance. And you were like, I have the solution. Lauren told me that she has this supplement and it, I mean, who wouldn't believe her? The woman is a superpower. She like zooms through all of her businesses and like she is an icon. So we were like, yes, we are going to go buy this shot like wellness shot right like it came in like I a thought it was gonna be like bottle. a forcingmatic like adaptogen yes blend yes. kind of situation exactly no we find out it has kratom in it because <laughs> Anna Grace tested it out at this birthday party ahead of time she was like yeah like I'll just take half of it like I'll let you know and because we were gonna launch into our interviews the very next day and uh, do you want to share your experience <laughs> No, I literally like took it and I was like wired up. Like I was so hype and like I've never felt like an energy like that before. And I was just so like wild and on top of it. And I don't know. It was like it was I only took half of it, too. That's right. Because I was like literally just testing it out. I think I had bought two and I was like, I'll just take half tonight. See how I feel. And it was just nuts. And it just goes to show you that like, I mean, I still get trapped in believing people like for what they say and it's not like I still love Lauren I'll still take her product recommendations but I just think right. as we were saying as consumers like we have to be a little smarter like we can't just believe everything that's said online it's just like you wouldn't believe everything that's on tv or in a magazine right like it's the same thing right I would hope not I mean but there are definitely still people right that like believe everything that they see in the media and that's like a whole other conversation oh my god is yeah. like what is like the media's role in all of this and is tiktok as an app like somehow responsible for the content that's on there and then well, also, you get down l'oreal had hole. to approve michaela's video likely most likely true l'oreal definitely had to approve that video and they but also in any mascara commercial that you see on television they are wearing fake eyelashes. And if anybody didn't know that listening to this, I'm telling you, they are wearing fake eyelashes. There's like a little disclaimer at the bottom of the commercials that says like falsies used. So it's not like it's a new concept to use fake lashes to promote a mascara. It's just that it's on Michaela on your phone, on TikTok, where you somehow were believing everything up until that point. Yeah. And it, it's... um. I think it has helped in at least Instagram. It's become more transparent with people saying that they have paid promotions. This is an ad in Europe. You have to disclose that something is an ad. I think you're supposed to in the States. I don't think it really happens. Uh, but I even think that would just make people think twice before buying a product. Even if you're like, oh, I like Michaela. Uh, she likes this mascara. I might like this mascara. Like Even just reading that as an ad just would, might make you think twice. Um, and, right. and again, I, I don't think this is her fault. And I don't no. hate her or think that people should have follow her or like follow her yeah yeah and it it, but it's just kind of just goes to like we all have to like be our own advocates do our own research and just don't take everything every product suggestion online for granted exactly and Michaela is one of those influencers who has sort of branded herself into this 
relatable person. Like she's openly talked about like her struggles with her body image and her skin and all of this stuff. And like, she shows her body. She's like four eleven, And like, I think she says she's like 200 pounds or something like that. And so she's not like five, 10 and a hundred pounds. Like she's a regular sized person and she does like shapewear ads. Like she is a relatable girl. And so I think like a lot of people just kind of got their feelings hurt and too bad. So sad. Like I hate to be like kind of a bitch about it, but at the end of the day, like if you were not like to right, like not to be rude, but like if you were being duped, like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I don't know. That sounds so heartless and like so pro big brand, but I'm also kind of like, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's really tough. It's really tough. Um, well, like I, again, I think we probably agree on that. Like people should be honest. Right. But I think it's just realizing that not everyone is going to be, and that people have ulterior motives like paying their bills. And that's a very real motive. Right. right. Exactly. So it's what it is. Just be It is what it is. And that's why we try to tell you about like what's happening in the fashion industry, where you should spend your money, what's a scam, why you should buy things on sale and never play full price, right? It's just like the more knowledge and tools you have in your pocket, the better consumer you're gonna be. Especially after you listen to this episode, you're gonna think twice before you buy something you see on TikTok. Exactly. So we hope that you enjoyed this mini episode and with that, we'll talk to you in a couple days because this is a mini so baby. Bye. We'll be back for the Grammys. Yes, the Grammys. Verve is the only source for everything fashion on the internet. If you've been inspired to get dressed up for yourself this week, tag us to be featured on our Instagram at Verve Podcast. Make sure you subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts and follow us on TikTok and Instagram at Katie Gassman and at Anna Grace Averett. Links are in the show notes. This podcast is written and produced by Katie Gassman and Anna Grace Averett. Edited by Katie Gassman. Creative direction by Anna Grace Averett. This has been a three beverage media production. <laughs>